Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony. Episode 53, ladies and gentlemen, and today we are going to be reviewing one of the biggest superhero films of all time. The one that made you cry in the movie theater and had you clapping louder than a f- than, well, it just had you clapping really loud. I'll, I'll tell you that. It had you crying. It had you laughing. It had you doing all. Today, we're going to be reviewing 2019's Avengers Endgame. And... Uh, well, I gotta say, it's it's a, it's been a huge, huge, huge journey, you know, coming all the way around, you know, it's crazy, and um, I can't believe I'm about to do this, but for those of you that want to watch, um, that want to watch all or listen to our episodes to any uh to to movie to sorry, to any MCU movies. Feel free to check out Time Out with Tony, Season 1, Episode 19. That's Iron Man. Season 1, Episode 48, Iron Man 2. Season 1, Episode 49, Thor. Season 1, Episode 54, Captain America, The First Avenger. Season 1, Episode 57, The Avengers. First one. Season 2, Episode 4, Iron Man 3. Season 2, Episode uh, episode 15, Thor, The Dark World. Episode... Hmm, what came after that? I don't, I don't even know. Uh, shit. <laughs> um, no, that's the PS4 one. Uh, what came after Thor, you guys? Uh, all right. Mm, episode, sorry, season two, episode 48, Guardians of the Galaxy, season two, episode 49, Avengers, Age of Ultron, season two, episode 50, Ant-Man. Feel free to check out those episodes. Oh, crap, I forgot Winter Soldier. Season two, episode 36, Captain America of the Winter Soldier. And for any phase three movies, Feel free to check out Season 3, Episode 1, Captain America, Civil War. Season 3, Episode 9, Doctor Strange. Episode, uh, season 3, Episode 18, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Season 3, Episode 20, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, season 3, Episode 25, Thor Ragnarok. Um, season 3, Episode 36, Avengers Infinity War. Season 3, Episode 44, Captain Marvel, and today, ladies and gents, Season uh, 3, Episode 53, Avengers Endgame. And, uh, of course, we're going to close out this season with an MCU movie, so feel free to you know, listen to all those episodes if you haven't. But for today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be reviewing Avengers Endgame. And I got to say, this is the second film, sorry, the first, yeah, sorry, second film to ever uh, to ever make me cry. Um, and you know, the hype surrounding this, the emotional weight surrounding this, it was just, oof, it was, um, oof, 
the 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 hype, the the anticipation for this movie, the year long anticipation MCU fans had, it was um well it's describable but you know it's one of those type of things where you just had to be there and uh whatnot i'm getting ahead of myself ladies and gents so i'm just gonna straight up you know go in today's episode but before i can do that thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode it means a lot really so keep it up and most of all feel free to spread the word Tell mom, tell dad, tell brother, sister, tell everybody, and feel free to follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony Podcast. New episodes, Tuesdays and Saturdays. So without further ado, ladies and gents, let's just get straight into today's episode. Sit back, relax, and crack open a beer, soda, and or water, folks, and enjoy because this is Avengers Endgame. Alright, so for those of you that don't know, Avengers Endgame is a 2019 superhero film based on the Marvel Comics superhero team, The Avengers. Produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures, it is a direct sequel to 2018's Avengers Infinity War and the 22nd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo and written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, the film features an ensemble cast including Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle, Paul Rudd, Brie Larson, uh, Karen Gillian, uh, Danai Gurira, uh, Benedict Wong, John Favreau, Bradley Cooper, Gwyneth Parlow, and Josh Brolin. The film sees the surviving members of the Avengers and their allies attempt to reverse the destruction caused by Thanos in the previous Avengers film. A film was announced in October of 2014 as Avengers Infinity War Part 2, but Marvel removed the title. The Russo brothers joined as directors in April of 2015, with Marcus and McFeely signing on to write the script a month later. The film serves as a conclusion to the story of the MCU up to that point, ending several several, uh, story arcs for a lot of the main characters. The plot revisits several moments from earlier films and brings back actors actors and settings throughout the franchise. Filming began in August of 2017 at Pinewood Atlanta Studios in Fayette County, Georgia, shooting back-to-back with Infinity War and ended in January of 2018. Additional filming also took place in the metro and downtown Atlanta areas, New York State, Scotland, and England. The official title was revealed in December of 2018, and with an estimated budget of $356 to $400 million, it is one of the most expensive films ever made. Premiering on April 22nd, 2019 in LA, Avengers Endgame was released in the US on April 26th, 2019 as part of the third phase of the MCU. The film went on to receive praise for its direction, acting, musical score, action sequences, visual effects, and emotional weight, with critics lauding its culmination of the 22 film story. The film went on to gross $2.7 billion worldwide, surpassing Infinity War's entire theatrical run in just 11 days and breaking numerous box office records, including becoming the highest grossing film of all time from July of 2019 to March of 2021. The film also received numerous awards and nominations, including a nomination for Best Visual Effects at the 92nd Academy Awards, three nominations at the 25th Critics' Choice Awards, and a nomination for Best Visual Effects at the 73rd British British Academy Film Awards. 
So there's a lot surrounding this film, all right? Let's just get straight into the recap. Our story opens up in the year 2018. It's been 23 days after Thanos has killed all uh, half of all life in the universe. Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel, rescues Tony Stark and Nebula from deep space, where they reunite with. Uh, sorry, and they head back to Earth, where they reunite with what's left of the Avengers: Bruce Banner, the Hulk, Steve Rogers, Captain America, Thor, Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow, and James Rhodes, War Machine, and Rocket, who was on Earth with Thor, the Raccoon. You know, from Guardians of the... Never mind. Locating Thanos on an uninhabited fa- planet, they plan to use the Infinity Stones to reverse his actions. But Thanos used the stones to destroy the stones. And Thor, being angry as fuck, decapitates Thanos. Because, hey oh, Flash forward five years later. It is now 2023. Scott Lang, a.k.a. the Ant-Man, has escaped from the quantum realm. We already, you know, as we saw him in the previous Marvel film, he got stuck in, in, the, in the realm um, at, the end of, uh, at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Anyways, so he escapes from the quantum realm finally, and he heads the event to the Avengers compound, where he explained that while it may have been five years for them, he only experienced five hours in the quantum realm. He theorizes that quantum realm actually allows time travel and so cap and the black widow head to tony and they ask him for his help to retrieve the stones and whatnot and to go to the past and reverse Thanos' actions as well and uh, at first he's like nah but you know after they almost turned Scott into a baby. He's like, okay, fine, I'll help you guys. So Tony, Rocket, and Bruce, who has since merged his intelligence with the Hulk's strength, build a Tang machine. Banner notes that altering the past does not affect the present. Any changes creates alternate realities. So all that Back to the Future shit, yeah, it doesn't, acquire, it doesn't apply here, all right? It just doesn't. Banner and Rocket travel to Norway where they visit Asgardian refugees. The sorry, the Asgardian refugee settlement, New Asgard, and they recruit an overweight and despondent Thor. Ugh. In Tokyo, Nat goes to recruit Clint Barton, aka the hot guy, who has since become a vigilante after the death of his family in uh, uh, back in 2018. All right, so the day of the big time heist comes. Bruce. Lang and uh, Tony and uh, uh, Cap, they all time travel to New York City, the year 2012, during Loki's attack. At the Sanctum Sordom, Banner convinces the Ancient One to give him the Time Stone after promising to return to uh, return the various stones to their proper points in time. While at the Stark Tower, Cap retrieves the Mind Stone from Hydra sleeper agents by being a, high, a Hydra agent himself because, you know, <laughs> hail Hydra, you know? But Tony and, uh, uh, Tony and uh, uh, Scott attempt to steal the Space Stone. Uh, they're, they're, sorry, their attempt to steal the Space Stone fails and this allows 2012 Loki to escape. <laughs> uh, with, with the stone, sorry. <clears throat> Tony and Cap travel to Camp Lay 19, the year 1970, where we get our final Stanley cameo. Rest in peace. Uh, and there, Tony obtains an earlier version of the Space Stone, and he has a nice conversation with his dad, Howard. Uh, Cap steals Pym car- uh, particles from Hank Pym to return to the present, and he spies on his long-lost love, Peggy Carter. 
Meanwhile, Rocket and Thor travel to the year 2013, you know, uh, to Asgard 2013, you know, where Thor the Dark World took place. Rocket extracts the reality stone from Jane's Foster from Jane Foster while Thor gets encouragement from his mother, Frigga, and he retrieves his old hammer, Mjolnir. After this, he's like he reaches out for the hammer and it just comes to his hand. And after that, come and get your love starts playing. It's just Okay, um, um, where, um, where was I? All right, so, uh, Clint, Nat, and Nebula, and War Machine travel to the year 2014. Nebula and Rhodey go to Morag and steal the Power Stone before Star-Lord can show up. You know, back in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. While Clint and Nat travel to Vormir. Oh no. The Soul Keepers, the Soul Stones Keeper, the Red Skull, reveals that it can only be acquired by sacrificing a loved one. After a fight scene between Clint and Nat in a act of sacrifice, Nat falls off the cliff and allows uh off the cliff and allows Clint to get the stone. Rhodey and Nebula attempt to return to their own time, but Nebula is incapacitated when her cybernetic plant uh, implants link with her past self, allowing 2014, sorry, allowing Thanos of the year 2014 to learn of his future self-success and the Avengers attempt to undo it. That Thanos sends Nebula from the year 2014 forward in time to prepare for his arrival. Reuniting in the present, the Avengers place the stones into a gauntlet that Tony Bruce and Rocket built themselves. Having the most resistance to the radiation, Bruce wheels the gauntlet and reverses Thanos' disintegrations. Kinda. Meanwhile, 2014 Nebula, impersonating her future self, uses the time machine to transport 2014 Thanos and his warship to the present, which he then uses to destroy the Avengers compound. It's crazy because Scott was like, oh my god, you guys are all alive! And like a missile just flies right him, just... It went a little something like that. Um, Present-day Nebula convinces 2014 Gamora to betray Thanos, but she is unable to convince 2014 Nebula, and so she kills her. Uh, Nebula, not Gamora. Or Ark Nebula. Thanos overpowers Stark, Thor, and a now Mjolnir-wielding Rogers, dun-dun-dun, and summons his army to retrieve the stones, intent on using them to destroy the universe and create a new one. And as Cap prepares to fight the army, <gasps> what's this? Cap gets a reading in his ear. Who is it? Why, it's the Falcon, of course. A restored Steven Stranger arrives with other sorcerers and the restored Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy and the freaking Ravagers and the fucking armies of Wakanda and Asgard pull up to beat the shit out of Thanos and in a moment of super awesomeness Cap says Avengers Assemble and okay that's enough Um, uh, Captain Marvel pulls up to the party and she fucking blows up Thanos' warship and uh, Thanos overpowers her and seizes the gauntlet Power, most powerful character in the MCU, my fucking balls. Uh, Tony steals the stones, and in an act of sacrifice, 
Tony disintegrates Thanos and his army, but not before saying, I am Iron Man. I didn't mean to hit the mic. I just meant to lift my arms up. It was a complete mistake. But, uh, yeah. Um, Tony destroys Thanos' army, but unfortunately at the cost of his own life. In the aftermath, they hold a funeral for Stark. Thor appoints Valkyrie as the new king of Asgard, and he goes to join the Guardians. Cap returns the stones and Mjolnir to their proper timelines, and... Gets a little bit of that life that Tony was telling himself, was telling to get for himself by going to live with Peggy in the past. And in the present, Cap passes the mantle of Captain America to the one, the only, Sam Wilson. And that, my friends, is Avengers Endgame. Wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The Wraith. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, I've got to give Avengers Endgame a... It's very difficult, um, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to give it a 7.5 out of 10. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a 7.5 out of 10, and here's why. So, first and foremost... um. Why make what makes it so great? You may ask yourself. Well, obviously the plot itself. Um, it, it on paper, it just sounds so great, and it was so well played out. Don't get me wrong, but unfortunately, you know, it's just one too many fucking characters. You know what I'm saying? And this is a problem that a lot of the MCU movies are starting to have as of recently. I mean, yeah, sure, they're still making Big Bang, and it's fun to watch it and all. But, you know, it's it gets tiring at some point. But what kind of saves this movie from, be, from, from getting a lower score would be the fact that, you know, it, this is kind of where um, that, that whole um, trope kind of first started here you know people were like hey oh man what is it with mcu movies and always you know doing so and so and always putting this and that and like it just it could be it's kind of just traced back to this movie you know it's just everything that an mcu movie is uh you know like a, te- a textbook definition mcu movie basically um and for the most part it's good but again this is like, what, the 23rd movie, the 24th movie in the MCU series? It gets tiring at some point, and I don't know, I feel like people, as Phase 4 progresses, people are just gonna get kind of tired of this shit, and, you know, and whatnot. Now, you may be probably asking yourself, what the fuck does this have to do with Endgame, Tony? Well, this is kind of where that kind of started, alright? I wouldn't say it's where, I, some would say it's where... The MCU went downhill, but personally, if you ask me, the MCU kind of still remains the same afterwards. Especially what they did with those three Spider-Man and with all the new, uh, all the new MCU characters they've been introducing. You know, like Shang Chi and uh, the Eternals and whatnot. All those characters. It's great enough, and I'm not saying this is where it went downhill, but it's kind of where people just started to notice. 
if 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 you know what I'm saying. But um, in terms of like an MCU movie, this is fucking perfect, dude. I mean, you got all your favorite characters huddling in an open one. You got you got you got people making pop culture references. You got people replacing humor with actual emotions. And and all that kind of stuff, you know, so in terms of an MCU movie, this is fucking perfect. But in terms of like a movie movie, this is like, huh? Because, I mean, you got to you gotta watch all the other Avengers movies in order to understand what the fuck you're watching here. All right. That's just that's just how it is. And um, sure, for the most part, it's kind of, um, you know, fun to, you know, watch these characters evolve and whatnot, but it's like, seriously, dude, I gotta watch all, I gotta go all the way back to the beginning to understand what the fuck's going on here, it's like, huh, and, I don't know, that's just kind of the thing, that's, that's just kind of the one thing I hate about franchises, you know, um, but, I'm going way off topic, I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but, uh, yeah, no, um, of course, you gotta praise this movie for its CGI, I mean, um, I'm, this this is probably um, one of those few movies where you're kind of glad see they put a lot of CGI in it, but at the same time, it's like y'all y'all doing too much, <laughs> you know. So um, so I do I do praise this movie for its CGI, amazing top of the line, huge huge praise to the uh, to the uh, um, to the editors. In uh, wherever the fuck they edit those uh, Marvel movies. Huge praise to you guys. Um, keep it up. I'm pretty sure at some point Kevin Feige will let you guys. Will let you see you guys' families. And whatnot. Um, so, you know, keep it up. Woo! Um, <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, there's that. One thing I don't really uh, comment on movies is the soundtrack. And if I'm going to be honest, I got to bring it up. All right, because an Avengers soundtrack, man, that thing is full of bangers from top to end, bro. You got emotion, you got you got adventure, you got you got you got fear coursing through your veins. You got all types of emotions running through running through you when you're listening to an MCU soundtrack, all right, or when you're listening to a soundtrack in general. But the M's, the Endgame soundtrack is, um, I really I really like the music in the movie, you know. Especially, especially towards the end, you know, amazing, amazing, um, work by, um, who made the music? Alan Silvestri. Um, you obviously see, he's known for making music in the, in other Marvel movies. Um, so, you know, it's pretty decent and whatnot. Now, in terms of the acting... So it's alright. I mean, again, it's an MCU movie. There's one too many fucking characters. So, again, you can't really, like, um, you can't really, like, you know, focus on one too many. But for the most part, I'd say the acting was alright, especially from Robert Downey Jr. The acting was great from him, especially during the, uh, in the, um, sorry. Especially, especially when he, um, you know, snapped. Uh, arm Thanos and his army away. You know, I am Iron Man. Fucking amazing acting. So I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the behind the scenes footage of that shit, but like, bro was dressed in like the shittiest CGI outfit. 
and whatnot. And I'm like, if I was dressed like that, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to, you know, do pull off a hell of a performance like that. But my boy did. And he gave us one of the most, um, I, I, I call it iconic, but really, <laughs> everybody calls everything iconic now, fucking days. So, gave us a memorable death scene. There we go. So, there's that. So, do I recommend this movie? Of course, dude. Especially if you're, you know, watching the MCU uh, franchise. This is, you know, a must-watch. Um, if you're, you know, just kind of browsing and you, you're like, oh, hey, I wonder what that's like. And you want to watch this and you want to, you know, take a good look at it. You might want to hit the bathroom because, again, this shit's like three hours long. So, you know, hit, hit, the, hit the men's room. And whatnot. So, yeah, I recommend it. 7.5 out of 10. Let me know what you guys think. But other than that, let's take a look behind the scenes. So, um, production for Avengers Endgame goes as far as back as October of 2014 when Marvel first announced a two part sequel to Avengers Age of Ultron titled Avengers Infinity War Part 1, which was scheduled to be released in May of 2018, and Part 2 was scheduled for a May 2019 release. In April 2015, however, Marvel announced that Anthony and Joe Russo would direct the films, uh, and back-to-back filming would begin the following year. That same month, Kevin Feige said that the films were titled as two parts of a single film because of... (coughs) Sorry. Because of the shared elements between, uh, between the films but he felt that they would be two distinct films, not one story split across two films. By May of 2015, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely had signed on to write the screenplays to, uh, for both parts of the film, and in May of 2016, the Russos revealed that they would be retitling both of the films to further remove this misconception. That same July, Marvel removed the film's title, simply referring it to as an untitled Avengers film. Feige and the Russo brothers indicated that the title was being withheld because it would give away plot details for the film and, sorry, for this film and Infinity War. Principal photography began in August of 2017 under the working title Mary Lou 2 because genius, genius, at Pinewood Atlanta Studios in Fayette County, Georgia, with Trent Opelage serving as director of photography. The film, along with Infinity War, was shot with using... Sorry, we're shot using ARRI Alexa IMAX 2D cameras. And uh, fun fact, this actually made it the first time that a Hollywood feature film was shot entirely with digital IMAX cameras. Now, obviously, this is costly, right? And as a result, um, this film had a budget of at least 300 to $400 million dollars. And as far as history goes, this is probably one of the, this is one, if not the most expensive movie probably ever made. Anyways, <clears throat> that same month, filming occurred in the Gulch area of downtown Atlanta near the Five uh, uh, five Point uh, Marta Station and Piedmont Park. Fiji explained that the films were originally scheduled to be filmed simultaneously, but they were ultimately shot back to back as it, quote, became too complicated to cross board them like that. We found ourselves, again, something would always pay the price. We wanted to be able to focus uh, and shoot one movie and then focus uh, shooting another movie, end quote. 
Anthony Russo originally felt it made more sense to shoot the film simultaneously due to fi uh, financial and logistical reasons, considering the large number of cast members. And he suggested that, quote, some days we'll be shooting the first movie, some days we'll be shooting the second movie, just jumping back and forth, end quote. The 2013 Asgard scenes were shot at the Durham Cathedral in Durham, England, during the production of Infinity War in early, 2000, sorry, in early May of 2017. Production wrapped up on July, uh, in January of 2018, although additional filming took place in Dutchess and Ulster counties in New York in June 2018. Reshoots began by September of 2018 and concluded on October 12, 2018. More reshoots occurred in January of 2019, Location shooting also took place at St. Abbs, Scotland, which doubled for New Asgard in Norway. Evans and Hemsworth were reportedly paid $15 million for the film. And the film's official title, Avengers Endgame, was and the final U.S. release date of April, 2000, of April 26, 2019, sorry, were revealed with the film's first trailer in December of 2018. Visual effects for the film were created by Industrial Light and Magic, Weighted Digital, DNEG, sorry, Brainstore, Sinsight, um, Digital Domain, Rise, Lolo VFX, Cantina Creative, Capital T Technicolor VFX, and Territory Studio. As with the previous MCU films, Lolo VFX worked on, DA on the de-aging sequences, and the film features about 200 de-aging shots. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, um, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, and Jeremy Renner were de-aged through their 2012 appearances for scenes recreated from... Uh, the Avengers, Michael Douglas, John Slattery, and Stan Lee were also DH for the 1970 New, uh, New Jersey sequence. Douglas' appearance in the streets of San Francisco was referenced, and Lola also aged up Evans for the final scene where he is portrayed as an elderly man using uh, some makeup and a stand-in as reference. Fun fact, the stand-in stand reference is the now President of the United States, Joe Biden. I'm joking. It's, it's not really. It's not really. Um, she's just a prank. Just a prank. Um, anyways, so <clears throat> Avengers Endgame would go on to have its the uh, world premiere at the LA Convention Center on April twenty second, two thousand nineteen. Disney converted the convention's uh, uh, center hall K for the film's premiere, and um, in its opening night, sorry, in total, in the U.S. and in Canada. Endgame would go on to gross $858.3 million and a billion point nine in other territories for a total worldwide of $2.7 billion, becoming the highest grossing film of all time until it was surpassed by Avatar due to the 2021 re-release in China, as well as the second highest grossing film of all time in the US and Canada. Adjusted for inflation, Gone with the Wind remains the highest grossing film. And Avengers Endgame is the uh, fifth highest grossing film <clears throat> of all time worldwide. The film had a worldwide opening of $1.2 the biggest of all time, and nearly double Infinity War's previous record of $640 million. It was also the fastest film to ever eclipse the $1 billion mark and the $1.5 billion mark, doing so in just five days, respectively. Deadline Hollywood estimated the film would break even just five days after its release, which is unheard of for a major studio tentpole during its opening weekend. The website uh, eventually calculated the film's final net profit as $890 million, accounting for uh, production budgets, marketing, talent participation, and other costs. Box office gross 
uh, grosses. And home media revenues placed it first on their list of 2019's most valuable blockbusters. On May 4th, the, uh, the film's earnings at the global box office passed the entire theatrical run of Infinity War and became the fastest film ever to gross $2 billion worldwide, amassing the amount only, uh, in only the 11 days, beating Avatar, which did so in 47. It also became the fifth film to surpass this threshold after Avatar, Titanic, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Avengers Infinity War. And it's also the second film to surpass the threshold of $2.5 billion, doing so in just 20 days, outpacing Avatar's record of... Uh, uh, uh. 72 days. Um, in December 20, uh, 2018, Endgame was listed as the most anticipated film of 2019, rankings, uh, ranking second by IMDb and the first by Fandango. And I'm pretty sure, I know I just said the first, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, on Rotten Tomatoes, the movie has an approval rating of 94% with an average score of 8.2 out of 10. What? Tony gave it a lower score than Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, based on 550 reviews, the website's critical consensus reads, quote, Exciting, entertaining, and emotionally impactful, Avengers Endgame does whatever it does to take, sorry, to deliver a satisfying finale to Marvel's epic Infinity Saga, end quote. Metacritic, which uses a weighted average, assigned the film a score of 78 out of 100 based on 57 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film a rare A-plus on grade on the A-plus to F scale. And the third film to earn the score after uh, the first Avengers movie and 2018's Black Panther. So, mm, there's that. Now, in terms of a future, in May of 2018, the then-CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, said that Marvel's plans beyond Endgame was, quote, I'm guessing we'll try our hand at what I'll call a new franchise beyond Avengers, but that doesn't mean, sorry, that doesn't necessarily mean you won't see more Avengers down the road. We just haven't made any announcements about that, end quote. Iger added, quote, given the popularity of the characters and the popularity of the franchise, I don't think people should conclude that there uh, that there will never be another Avengers movie, end quote. Shortly after the event, uh, the film's premiere, the Russo brothers said that they were not opposed to returning to the MCU in the future due to their positive relationship with the Marvel Studios, but did not plan to do so at that time. In January of two, uh, 2021, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige said another Avengers film would happen at some point, and um, frankly... I can't wait to see what uh what kind of what kind of role they have, and I'm really looking forward to seeing all the secondary characters in this movie take a lead role. You know, like people like Spider Man, um, people like um people like Ant Man, Captain Marvel. Well, not too much Captain Marvel. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. More Nebula, more the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, see Thor and sort of like this uh. Um, mentor role, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I see, you know, uh, Wilson as Cap and uh, Bucky, um, you know, back in black as well. You know, just, just something like that. You know, um, I would, I'd be so down to see uh, uh, an Avengers movie like that. You know? So, there's that. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, and this just pretty much concludes um, today's episode. So before we go, 
Once again, ladies and gents, thank you guys so much for the support. It means a lot, really. So keep it up. And most of all, tell everybody, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell everyone. And feel free to follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony podcast. New episodes every Tuesdays and Saturdays. And well, that's pretty much it for today's episode, ladies and gents. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you. And uh, don't you can drive. Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.